is Wednesday, December 25th, 2019. Merry Christmas. I have a Christmas miracle story to tell you. Some of you have already seen, heard about this on social media, but uh, in a nutshell to begin, uh, this past Saturday, I had a heart attack. (laughs) I know. Um, I have a story to tell about it. So on Saturday, we were going to the Joy of Christmas concert, the Christmas concert at the National Cathedral. And we were going to the two o'clock show with our friends, the Dales. And right before we left to go to the concert, I started having chest pains. And I should preface this by saying that I've been having chest pains for about six weeks. However, I, since I am an internet doctor, I thought that I was having chest pains because of a reaction to the medications I had been taking for high blood pressure. I thought that the um, chest pain was angina that was caused by one of the medications. So each time that I got my heart rate up, I felt these chest pains. But once I would sit down and relax and, you know, calm down, then the chest pains would go away and it wouldn't wouldn't be a problem. But for about six weeks, each time I would be physical, like taking the trash out, uh, you know, just any physical activity, I would get these chest pains. And, you know, I diagnosed myself. I said, I'm not going to the doctor. It goes away. I'm not going to worry about it. You know, blah, blah, blah. So this has been going on for six weeks. And on Saturday, when we were going, getting ready to go to the concert, the chest pain started and I sat down and tried to get my heart rate to, to slow down. But I think I was getting anxious and having a little bit of a panic attack because because my heart was not slowing down and because the chest pains were not going away. But I said, I'm not going to ruin everyone's plans because we were going to go to the concert then we're going to um, go to have some wine in between the concert and going out to dinner. We had dinner plans. And I said, I don't want to ruin everybody's plans. I'm just going to go ahead and go. And once, once I sit down at the concert, I'm sure I'll calm down and my heart rate will, will slow down. So we went to the concert. My heart is, I mean, my heart is pounding. My chest is killing me. And I'm sitting, we're sitting there and the concert starts and, you know, I'm trying to get through it, but I'm restless and I'm moving around the chair and making little noises and stuff. And my husband says, what is wrong with you? And I said, I have the chest pains again and I, and I can't get rid of them. They don't, they won't go away. I said, "I, I think I need to stand up. So I went to the back of the cathedral and stood up and and listened to the concert pretty much the rest of the time, the whole time, you know, holding my chest and getting myself in a panic because the chest pains were not going away and just, you know, being upset about it. So when the concert was over, I met my husband and the Dales and we went back to, came back to our house and I said, uh, let me just lay down for a minute and I think I'll be all right. Well, I lay down for maybe three, three to four minutes, and the chest pains did not go away, and and I was panicking a little bit. So I said, "Let me take my blood pressure." Well, my blood pressure was one hundred ninety four over one hundred and eleven. That is outrageously high. So my friends, the day I said, "You you really need to go to the hospital. Uh, this is not normal." 
And my husband's like, you know, this is the time. You, you need to go. We need to go. So I said, I'm sorry. I'm, you know, messing up the plans. And they said, oh, don't even worry about it. So they left. And then my husband and I um, got in the car. And I drove. I know it's kind of crazy. I was having a heart attack. Didn't know it was a heart attack at the time. But having this horrible chest pain and saying, you know, I... I have to drive because your driving will cause me even more of a heart attack. So I drove us, luckily, to Sibley Hospital, which is two minutes down the road. I mean, it's not that far from our house. Um, Parked on the street because there was no parking, walked into the emergency room and went right up to the desk. and, And I was holding my chest and I said to the lady, I don't know, but I think I might be having a heart attack. Well, she quickly punched something on a computer but then she started taking all my information name address phone number social security number uh health insurance all this stuff and i'm thinking to myself oh my god lady i'm gonna die while you're getting this information but what was happening in the background was that they were preparing for me to come in there and then within like i don't know it was maybe four or five minutes the lady um the nurse came out and said armstrong and she put me in a wheelchair and rolled me back there and instantly hooked me up to the EKG machine. She, While she was putting the little electrode things on my chest, um, I used my Apple Watch and did an ECG. You know how you can do on an ECG on your Apple Watch? Well, I was holding the thing. You, know, you only have to do it for 30 seconds. And then the thing popped up and it said, inconclusive results. If you're feeling chest pains, go to the hospital. <laughs> And I was thinking, oh, my God, my Apple Watch is telling me that I am having a heart attack. And then right after that, she turned the machine on. And the same thing, uh, you know, the the paper comes out and she rips the paper. And she goes, she looks at it really quick and she goes, uh, this looks inconclusive. According to the machine, these these results are inconclusive. Um, let me show it to a cardiologist. Something to myself my Apple Watch was correct. It told me that that the results were inconclusive. And sure enough, the actual real EKG thing said inconclusive. So she ran it over to a cardiologist and he came over and said, you know, you're having a heart attack. Um, This is not something that our hospital can deal with. So we're going to, um, what's it? It's called life flight. We're going to helicopter you to um, suburban hospital because they have a, a cath lab who can deal with um, heart attacks, you know, instantly. And I start freaking freaking out even more. Um, you know, I'm like, oh my god, I have to go on a helicopter. This must really be serious. If they, you know, are going to put me on a helicopter and send me to another hospital like really fast. So it was within like 10 to 15 minutes. The helicopter was there. They had me on the stretcher. They started pumping me with um, morphine for the pain and then some other kind of drugs that slows your heart rate down. Um, I had a big, um, I don't know what you call those things, uh, like an IV thing in my right arm. And they were just constantly pumping it with liquid drugs and stuff. And the um, helicopter guys came in. I had to sign up for them. And then they gave me four chewable baby aspirin. So I chewed those. And I had already taken two aspirin before I um, left my house because I know that you're supposed to do that if you're having a heart attack. Of course, this whole time, they're all they're asking me all these things like, what, what are your symptoms? Do you have pain in your left arm? Does your jaw hurt? Do your shoulders hurt? You know, where is the pain exactly? And I would telling them, I said, it's right here in my pectoral muscles and it kind of radiates up, up the chest. 
and um, you know, telling them all this stuff. And all this time, they're they're strapping me into the gurney and rolling me outside and then into the back of the helicopter, which was extremely claustrophobic because there was like no space. There was like maybe four inches between my face and the roof of the uh, helicopter, at least from the back, going in the back end. Once they pushed the gurney all the way in, then there was space. And um, the guy said, well, well, this will only take a couple minutes. Um, hang in there. And literally the helicopter started up and took off and within it was like two and a half minutes we went from sibley hospital in washington dc to suburban hospital in downtown bethesda maryland now on a, if you were to drive it it's about a 20 minute drive but i swear it was like two and a half minutes and they landed on the heliport and you know from the back of the helicopter rolled me out and rolled me right into the cath lab and the guy was explaining what he's going to do, and they got an image on the screen of my heart, and they could see um, all the arteries and stuff. And this guy shoved what I thought, what I think, was a straw-sized needle into my wrist, and I swear it hurt like a motherfucker. The thing is, I was awake the entire time. All of this was going on. I'm a, I'm fully aware of what's going on. I was not. And none of the drugs had, um, you know, uh, changed, you know, altered my state of being or whatever. I was totally aware. So once he shoved that thing in my wrist, they fed this little wire up my arm and through my chest and down to where the heart is. And you could see it on the screen. You could see they had, you know, focused it in on the, it was like a, it was like a live um, x-ray, I guess. And you could see the arteries and, and he's, you know, looking at all of them and, and, and uh, zooming in on, because these, these arteries are tiny, actually. Anyway, he said, he, I could hear him saying, there it is. And he, he said, this will just take a second. And he pushed the stint in through. And as soon as the, the stint or the balloon kind of thing um, was expanded and the blood started to flow again, the pain instantly went away. And I was like, holy shit, this is amazing. And, and the guy said, how do you feel now? And I said, I, I almost feel back to normal. I mean, this, this except for, you know, some residual uh, pain, a little bit pain here and there, but um, all that chest pain was gone. It was lifted and gone. And I was just shocked. And they, you know, they did, they looked around at all the other arteries to make sure that there was no other um, blocked arteries and, um, and cleared me, I basically, for that, for just the one artery that was blocked. And um, then they wheeled me out of there and into a hospital room and hooked me up to the heart monitor. I had a blood pressure cuff on. I had, um, they put uh, another IV thing in my left arm to take blood for um, a blood test because there's a, um, enzyme that shows up in your blood if you are, you know, the enzyme is trying is part of your body trying to fight the, um, the uh, issue that you're having, and so they took blood and that came back really fast. That yes, in fact, I did have the enzyme that was, um, that's an indication of a heart attack. So, um, you know, so they treated me in, in with all this different medications. I had instantly got this drug called Plavix, which keeps the blood platelets from uh, um, sticking together and clogging up um, the artery again because when you put a stint in 
your body tries to fight the foreign object by sending um, blood platelets to it and attacking it. So I had to have I have to be on Plavix now for like a year to keep my body from fighting, you know, to, to keep it from blocking it or, or creating a blood clot at that spot where the stint is. Um, so basically, they did all this work, and then I don't know. This this all happened on like we were we were at the hospital at like maybe four thirty. I think it was four thirty in the afternoon. By six thirty, I was resting in the hospital room in the hospital bed, and of course they were constantly checking on me. It was like every thirty minutes there was somebody in the room checking something or or um, you know looking at the results of the of the. Uh, heart monitor and the taking my blood pressure and all this stuff and my blood pressure dropped like significantly because they had also pumped in some drugs to deal with that and my blood pressure dropped to like 115 over 67 or something like that i think so they had definitely had me stabilized um the heart was pumping blood again really freely and flowing and things looked good so then um i didn't have anything to eat either i was hungry but uh, my body, I guess, wasn't really registering that. So I didn't have anything to eat that whole night. I guess they do that also as a precaution not to get sicker because there was the um, the guys on the uh, helicopter flight said, we have to give you uh, this anti-nausea drug because the drug that we're giving you to slow your heart down causes nausea in a lot of people. So they pumped in this nausea drug first and then this other drug into my arm. And um, I didn't, I mean, I, I first felt it in my stomach. The guy said, this is really, this is going to, you know, hit you really fast. And literally as he was pumping it in, I felt this weird sensation in my stomach, like, oh, I'm going to be sick. But then um, within seconds, the nausea medication countered that and stopped it. So um, I thought that was really cool. Anyway, so back into the uh, hospital room. I'm fine. I'm laying there. My husband's there. Um, our friends are there. Um, doctors are coming in and out. A cardiologist comes in, checks on me. Um, a Kaiser, because I have Kaiser, and Kaiser come, a Kaiser doctor comes in, checks on me. Nurses are in, in and out, and basically all night. So around about 9.30 or so, everything's calmed down. I'm, my blood pressure is good. I'm stable. I'm talking. I'm sitting up in the bed. I'm fine. At least, you know, I'm, I'm thinking that I'm fine. And well, I am fine. I shouldn't say I'm thinking fine. I was fine. And then it was like, okay, so I'm telling my husband, you can go home now. You've been, this has been an exhausting couple hours. You can go home. And our friends, the Dales, they went out to dinner in the time that we were at the hospital and then met us at the suburban hospital. And then the same thing for them. I said, you guys just go home. They've got me, you know, stable. I'm fine. Don't worry about it. I say, don't worry about it, but you know, you, you can't not worry about it. So then basically it's just like a, a couple of days staying in the hospital being checked on. Now, also, this this weird thing, because where they jammed the straw-sized needle into my wrist, um, now that I'm on this Plavix drug, you have a really high risk of, of bleed, of bleeding out. Of, you know, of, when you get a cut or something, you're going to bleed. So they had this pressure thing. It's like this big chunk of plastic that was um, put on top of where the hole in my wrist was, where the... Um, catheter went in and they have it pressurized on my arm with like this weird gel stuff and then it was wrapped really tightly and that was holding the um, 
hole closed so that it could clot and you know um, cause a scab. So, um, and I kept looking at it and I took a picture of it and it was like, this is really weird looking. Um, so they kept checking that to make sure that there was no blood coming underneath the little uh, pressurized thing. Because that, that's really important because that was a big hole that's been put in your arm and, you know, in a major vein and it, the uh, blood could flow really easily. So they were constantly checking that too. So I was able to sleep a little bit that night, but... Um, if anyone, if, if if you've been in the hospital, you know that uh, for any condition, they are constantly checking on you. So I may have gotten an hour of sleep here and there. Um, I know I did not sleep more than an hour at one time because they're they were constantly in there checking, which is great because that means I'm getting great service um, and they're really taking care of me. So then um, that was Saturday. So then Sunday, things kind of got back to like a, a little normal. They came in early in the morning and told me that I could eat food and that I had to eat this uh, from the heart healthy menu. And they had, so I had like cholesterol free eggs. Um, I think I had a whole wheat English muffin, which also, I don't know how they, but it's like gluten free and low carb and all this kind of stuff. The, I, I think most people don't like hospital food, but I actually liked the hospital food. <laughs> So um, I ate breakfast, and then my husband came and um, stayed with me for a couple hours, and we made a list of things that I needed, you know, to be here for a couple of days. So he uh, went home and got all that stuff and came back, and uh, we hung out and stuff. And basically, I just kind of recuperated in the hospital. And about, I guess, 24 hours after the um, initial catheterization of my wrist, they took that little pressure plastic thing off and the um, spot where they had jammed that straw sized needle in there um, had you know clotted over or like a scabbed over so um, they explained to me that this cannot get wet you cannot um, soak your, this part of your hand in water don't take a shower for the first day you know you need to watch this very closely because this if this opens up then you're going to it'll be a blood flow that you'll have a hard time controlling and you'll have to be rushed to the hospital again so i was like freaking out about that thinking oh my god i really you know i can't wash this i can't do anything so i so while i was still in the hospital i'm like i'm not gonna clean myself or you know they didn't offer a sponge bath or anything like that um but the first day pretty much the sunday was just you know relaxing catching up they were checking the blood pressure and giving me more medications and stuff like that. And then in the afternoon, the, a cardiologist came in and he brought up on the screen um, like a videotape, I say videotape, but it was video of the entire procedure. And he walked us through it and showed us where, my husband was there, and he showed us where um, the artery was clogged. And he said it was 99.99% blocked. And if you which I did not know when he was explaining this, but he explained to us that there are three main arteries that feed the heart with blood. And one of them, one of the three main ones was what was um, blocked. And that's why it was causing such pain because the heart was trying to compensate in the other arteries for what was blocked. And that's why it was causing such pain. Um, so actually the heart itself the muscle itself was not causing any pain because you don't have any, from what he tells me, you don't have any nerve endings in your in your heart, in the actual muscle of your heart. So you don't feel the pain from your heart. It's what the symptoms around the heart that are that cause the pain. So anyway, he showed that 
at the the spot where the blockage was was at a was like a, a Y. Two arteries come together um, to feed the the larger one, and it was right at the the arc of the Y where I had the clog. And he said because of that, they had to kill off the smaller artery to create this new flow where the blockage was. And he said, now, because we have killed off this artery, you're going to feel chest pain for a couple of days, but it's going to be very specific. It's not going to be this, the horrible chest pain that you are feeling during the heart attack. It's just going to be very, it'll feel like a pinch. It'll, it'll be very specific on the left side of your chest. And I'm telling you now, when you feel this, that's what it is. You're not having another heart attack. And that during that first night, I did feel that pain. And several times during on Sunday, but then um, by Sunday night, the pain had pretty much um, subsided. But he said, "This you're not out of this yet. This it's going to take a while for your heart to realize that 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 artery that we blocked off or that we sacrificed is going to." cause you some pain until your heart learns that the new way that the um, blood is going to flow. So anyway, um, so I did feel the pain. So Sunday night I was feeling really good and my husband's deciding because he was supposed to leave Monday morning to fly to New Orleans to be with his family for, for Christmas. And he was, you know, very upset and couldn't make a decision if he should go or not, if he should go or stay. And I'm just like, Oh my God, honey, I am fine. They've got me under control. I'm, you know, with doctors and nurses and nothing's going to happen. You need to, don't, don't change your flight. Cause he looked into changing the flight and it was going to be like a thousand dollars. And I was like, don't you waste that money to change your flight, to go at a different time. You go, you know, at your regular time. I said, our friends Dales will pick me up from the hospital tomorrow. Cause they pretty much had told me that I would be leaving the hospital Monday, um, probably Monday morning sometime. So, um, Worked it out that the my friends at Dale's were going to pick me up, and I was just going to have to text them when they dis- discharge me, and that my husband would go ahead and go on his flight to New Orleans, and he felt so bad because he's like, "I'm leaving you behind, and you this is like the worst medical thing that you've had, and I'm I feel bad that I'm leaving you." And I'm like, "Honey, please, you just you have to go. I don't want to ruin your holiday with this with this heart attack stuff." See, because the thing was, I was feeling so good. It's like instantly I was feeling so much better. It's like, I don't want to, there's no reason for you to stay here because I'll probably be under more stress with you around. I know it's terrible to say, but you know, he he would be constantly asking, how are you doing? And what what can I get you and all this stuff? And I, I don't really want that. So um, he went ahead and went on his um, flight to New Orleans on Monday morning. And sure enough, Monday morning, um, my blood pressure had been stable for almost 48 hours, and my heart was showing signs of repair already with, that art- with the artery. And the cardiologist, I saw two cardiologists Monday morning, and they both said, we are confident that you can go home. And, uh, and I, so they, then they went through the whole the process of what do you have to do? Can you, can you exercise? Can you, you know, and they basically said, you can return to your regular life now because the heart attack that you had has been dealt with and basically healed. Your The process now is to prevent another heart attack from happening, meaning changing your lifestyle. And um, I explained to them that when this chest pain started about six weeks ago, I started then changing my diet. Like I, Instead of eating eggs and bacon for breakfast, I'm now eating heart-healthy oatmeal 
with cinnamon because cinnamon opens up the um, blood vessels. And um, I had stopped eating junk food and, you know, I had quit smoking back in September after all the stress of my mother being sick and my father dying. So I was already, I was on the right road, but it was simply too late. I started too late to avoid a heart attack. So um, he said, you know, men, now I know, first of all, I'm going way over my time, but, you know, I just want to tell all this. He said, men who have heart attacks do one of two things. They either go right back to their old lifestyle where they're eating horrible foods and smoking and drinking to excess and all this stuff, or they go to the extreme and they become extremely healthy and don't enjoy you know, some of the good parts of life, meaning alcohol and um, eating certain foods in moderation and stuff. He said, I would prefer that you not become either one of those extremes. And um, so he said, you know, go home on, on, your, on this first day, Monday, just relax. Don't exert yourself any too much. Um, get back to your, your healthy eating habits that you had started and, you know, take it easy for the first day. And then he said, now, Tuesday, I want you to get out and go for a walk and get your heart rate up a little bit um, slowly. He, he said, build back up because I had been walking on the treadmill. I had already started to lose some weight. I think I lost five pounds. And um, he said, you're on you're on the right direction. You just need to build it up slowly. So anyway, um, th- so they discharged me and I texted my friends and um, unfortunately, they were in a meeting, uh, some kind of financial meeting with their daughter, and they couldn't leave to come and pick me up. So I'm thinking to myself, how am I going to get home? Because now I made, <laughs> I made my husband feel bad because I said, go, and I'll be fine, and the Dales will pick me up, and then, and then they're busy. They can't come and pick me up. So I asked the nurse who was having me fill out all the paperwork that you do when you check or when you check out like a hotel, when you're discharged from the hospital. And I said, does anybody leave the hospital in an Uber? And she said, oh, yes, people leave the hospital in Ubers all the time. Um, because, you know, basically we're saying you're healthy now and you can, well, you're not healthy, but you're you're cured enough that you can leave where we feel that you're, you're to a point that you don't need to stay in the hospital. So that means you're healthy. Of course, you can ride an Uber. So I texted my friends and said, look, you know, I can leave the hospital now. You're going to you're going to be in a meeting for a couple hours. I'm going to go ahead and take an Uber home. I know this sounds horrible, but I actually took an Uber home from the hospital. (laughs) I know it's crazy. When I say it to myself, I'm thinking, oh, my God, do you not have anybody you can call? No, there was plenty of people I could have called, but I didn't want to bother anybody. It was the day before Christmas Eve. And I was just like, I'm just I'm not going to bug people. So um, I took an Uber, and first I had to go to the pharmacy, the Kaiser Pharmacy in Georgetown, to pick up my new medications because I completely changed my medications now. And then so I Ubered to the um, pharmacy, got my medications, and then Ubered home and basically you know, put stuff away. I actually did wash myself up a little bit because I was gross. And I didn't take a shower, though, but I just you know, used a wash rag and cleaned myself up. And then I just kind of relaxed the rest of the day and, and took it easy and, and, and ate my heart-healthy things and, um, you know, just kind of relaxed. And I felt really good. And, and I did have the pain that they told me I was going to have in, in, on the left side of my chest exactly where they said it was going to be. Uh, so I've had that kind of off and on. Um, let's see, today's Wednesday. So last, since, since they did this, I've been having this um, 
pain, but it doesn't. It only comes for a couple of minutes and it's gone. And they told me that was going to happen, so I'm not shocked and it's not outrageously painful. But um, so that comes and goes, and I'm fine with that. No, no big deal. So Tuesday, I went ahead and you know got up and actually took a shower and um, put fresh clothes on and started to pick up the house a little bit and put things away and ate my heart healthy foods and then in the afternoon I actually went on a 15 minute walk got my heart rate up to 107 beats per minute um, and went like a little bit more than half a mile around the neighborhood and I didn't feel you know tired or overexerting myself or anything like that it just felt like a great walk because since I was having the pain before I stopped doing my walking because it was just too painful to walk and have that chest pain so but this time, when I went for this walk on Tuesday, yesterday, I didn't have any pain whatsoever. I didn't even get hot or sweaty, or, and it was like 55 degrees in D.C. Um, and I just, I felt really good. So I've been feeling really good since I got home from the hospital. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm so sorry for that. I had to clear my throat. So, um, uh, you know, so I'm, I'm basically back to normal, and... I, I titled this episode A Christmas Miracle because um, I had put on Facebook, I think it was Saturday afternoon, was it Saturday? I don't remember. I posted on Facebook that I was in the hospital and that I had heart, had, had a heart attack and my husband was there and um, all of that. So, and I got like, I don't know, 170 comments or something like that, or 180 comments or something like that. And people were, you know, wishing me well and all that. Well, that got... I guess because some people who listen to the podcast are friends with me on Facebook and then they um, tweeted it or something and then finally Big Fatty found out. So Big Fatty, you know, sent me a tweet saying, you know, um, speedy recovery, it's a Christmas miracle or something like that. So that's why I'm calling this episode a Christmas miracle. Although, you don't, I don't really, I'm not really a religious person, so I don't believe in miracles and stuff like that i'm just calling it that because big fatty did so um i am doing fine the heart attack was taken care of yes it was a very serious heart attack in that um one of the three main arteries was completely blocked but um, it was taken care of really fast and i am um i didn't die even though i could have but i didn't die and um Things are going to getting back to normal. I am going to continue with my healthy eating, like I had um, my oatmeal, cinnamon oatmeal this morning, and that's that's all I've had so far today. Because um, I'm also trying to not eat as much. And when I, I when I came home, well, the other thing too, and I, I know this is this will be something for Big Fatty. When before you leave the hospital, they ask you, did you have a bowel movement? Have you had a bowel movement? And when I am in, uh, I'm, if you remember from years ago, I am a home pooper. I, I cannot go when I'm in a, a, a different place, a foreign place from where I, my body is used to um, having poops. So I told the I said, no, I have not. It's, you know, it's been three days, but I have not. But that is not unusual for me when I'm, you know, away from my home. She said, that's fine. That's fine. But like as soon as I got home on Monday, um, I had like major uh, poops and um got rid of a lot of stuff well then tuesday morning yesterday morning i got on the scale and i was 214 so um i've lost eight pounds and then this morning i got on the scale and i was 213 so i've lost nine pounds in six weeks i know that that doesn't sound like a whole lot but for someone who's been fat all their life that's that's pretty good 
and I'm going to continue to lose weight because um, the interesting thing was I have a follow-up appointment next week with my primary care physician, but I um, the, neither one of the cardiologists said anything about, um, oh, you need to lose 40 pounds or, you know, they didn't, they weren't very specific. They said, you know, continue with your weight loss, continue, you know, eating healthy and stuff like that. So um, I'm, I'm really proud of myself for losing nine pounds. And that's just the beginning because I really do when I get down to like 170 or 180, which is like another 30 pounds, 30, 33 pounds, something like that. So I, and I know I can do it if I continue this, this exercise and eating like this, I know that I'll be able to, um, you know, lose the weight and really become healthy. Earlier this year, like back in September, maybe it was September or October, I was thinking I would really like to run like a 5K marathon sometime, but I can't even run right now, but um, maybe I'll walk it. So that, that, might, that might be a goal for me for 2020. Anyway, I really should wrap this up. This is just, this is not the usual um, Archer Radio, but um, I had that story to tell. So thank you all for the well wishes and the comments on Facebook and Twitter. And I am feeling really good. I am on the men's and I didn't die. (laughs) So that's all I have for today. Um, Thank you for listening. And until next time, bye. (laughs) 